All right, we are live. Good evening, everyone. Hopefully, everyone is having a blessed evening as we are, as always. As always, we'd like to say praise the Lord. Thank the Lord for yet another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Today is March 23rd, 2023 and week 216. If you're new around here, welcome to Join the Mist of the Storm. This is a program where we like to do weekly live stream Bible studies and shortly upload audio versions to every major podcast platform shortly thereafter. And if you've been been with us for a while, you know the drill. Thank you guys so much for tuning in week in and week out, trying to hear what thus says the Lord. And we do have at least one comment, uh, one early comment from David. He says, praise the Lord, everyone. Hope you're having a blessed day in the Lord. So praise the Lord to, to you too, brother. And we pray the same for you as well. So as you can see from the title, it says, Lord, remember me. Should be a good one tonight, as it always is. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks. And we can go ahead and get started with this evening's message. As always, we pray that you guys get something out of it. Thank you, Melvin. As we typically do, let us go into a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing us. Lord, we thank you for how you washed over us, how you kept us, how you uh, continue to be with us day by day. Lord, help us to uh, not stray away. Help us not to leave you, Lord. If we know you promised not to leave us, Lord, help us not to leave you. Uh, Lord, no matter what happens to us, to us in this life, continually remind us that there is a reason to have joy in the midst of every storm. Lord, the things that we uh, discuss in Bible studies, the things that we uh, learn of you, wherever, wherever it is that we may learn, even if we're just uh, in our homes reading and studying your word, Lord, whatever we learn about you, Lord, give us the mind, give us the desire, give us uh, the strength uh, to apply it, to put it into action, Lord. Help us to see ourselves when we fall into error, Lord, because we know we see others, but help us to see ourselves, Lord, and to just better ourselves. Lord, we're praying for another level, Lord. We're praying for higher heights, deeper depths, Lord. Just uh, continue to strengthen us, continue to open our minds and lead us into all truth. So, Lord, we're praying uh, for our unsaved loved ones, for our friends, for our families, Lord, that uh, we all would just uh, get saved before it's everlasting, before it's too late, Lord, uh, because we know that's the most important thing in this world is to be saved, to get our relationship uh, where it needs to be as it pertains to you. And so, Lord, we're praying all these blessings in your magnificent name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, Lord, remember me. You know, uh, God bless each and every one of you, first and foremost. Thank you guys for uh, being here. All of those who are here, all of those who will be here, uh, those who will listen to this Bible study, I do appreciate you guys. We appreciate you guys. I know I can speak for Melvin on that, at least on that, uh, that we we appreciate you guys for uh, just tuning in with us, just being with us, uh, because we know there's so many other things that could be going on. Uh, but God has touched your heart and your mind to be here. Uh, and I want you to know uh, it's not all for nothing. Uh, these, these Bible studies, uh, you, every, everything that you do uh, for the name of God, for the name of the Lord is important. Um, and, and it has so much value. Uh, and so I do want to encourage you guys to continue on this journey. Uh, don't let anyone trick you out of your blessing, out of 
salvation. You know, that's actually something God put on my heart. Uh, A couple of days ago, I was doing some reading and um, my mind went to Abner. Uh, We did a Bible study on that, on him, uh, maybe a couple of times, I believe. I know at least once, uh, but King David asked the question, did Abner die? And I'll put it in our terms, as a fool. He, He asked, did he die as a fool? Because Abner was in the position that God has ble- had blessed him with safety. God had blessed him uh, with the assurance that he was going to be okay. And, you know, God has given us that same opportunity. He's blessed us uh, with the opportunity of salvation. He's blessed us. Uh, and we entered into the city of refuge. Uh, back in those times, they had six cities uh, where once you got into this city, uh, you are safe. You know, you escape the judgment. You escape someone trying to kill you. Um, and and that's the offer that God uh, is offering us to be in the city of refuge. That's what we enter into when uh, once we become saved, we enter into the city of refuge. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, if you, if anyone knows that story, Abner, uh, he was tricked back outside of the city. Um, he was tricked. He was in the city. He was in safety. Uh, he was in good hands. Uh, I think that was a commercial. They actually you in good hands. Look, he had an insurance policy. I can tell you that. Uh, he had the benefit of God being on his side all until he was tricked outside of the city. See, we. Uh, God has blessed us to get on the right track. Many of us, some of us may still be struggling with that, but God has blessed many of us to get on the right track. Uh, even just being in Bible study, you know, we're getting on the right track, just doing these type of things. But if we're not careful, uh, the enemy will trick us back out into the exact things that God delivered us from, back out into the exact things that God saved us from. And in fact, we'll get into even worse things uh, if we're not careful, if we we don't take this thing seriously. And so uh, we won't go and look at that, at least I don't intend to, but uh, the man Abner, who actually ended up being killed, um, even though he did not have to be killed, if he had just remained in the city of refuge, this safe haven, this safe place for him. And so I'm saying that because we all have the same choice to make. God has helped us overcome things and he is even in the process, maybe even in the process of helping uh, helping us overcome certain issues that we might have. But if we're not careful, and we allow someone to trick us back out into the things that we know uh, we should not be involved with. It just might be our last time. And so we've got to take this thing serious because it's important. So we're going to get into some things tonight. Um, I believe I told you Luke chapter 23, man, verse 42. We're going to look at that. And, and, you know, 
I've heard my preacher, one of my preachers talk before and, and they talk about how preaching is, and I know somebody won't agree with this, but preaching is the hardest job in the world. Uh, I know somebody's going to say, oh, no, <laughs> there's so many other easier jobs and, and to each their own. But uh, I, I understand what my pastor was saying when he said that, because we're dealing with literal life and death. I know the doctor deals with life and death, uh, but there is a life that goes beyond this life. And that's the afterlife. And that's what preachers are dealing with, the afterlife. What happens to us, but whether, whether we die with a heart attack, whether we die by a stroke, whether we die by whatever it is, a car accident, there's a life after this. And if we have not prepared ourselves correctly for the life after this, it's going to be the worst life. It's going to be the worst life that we could have ever imagined for ourselves. And, you know, it is a preacher's job. And it's a tough situation that God has put us in. It is a preacher's job to persuade other people that they're headed in the wrong direction. You know, Jesus talked to a group of people and he told them, he said, you think you have eternal life. See, preachers have to deal with people who are even in the church who think they've already got eternal life, that they're already saved, that they already know what they're doing. It's a hard thing to persuade someone who doesn't want to be persuaded. Man said, we're at a standstill. So if someone does not want to be persuaded of a certain thing, there's nothing left we can do. But this is unfortunately and fortunately the situation that a preacher finds himself in, trying to persuade someone of something they don't want to be persuaded of. And so I'm going to do the best that I can. Uh, the Bible tells me that he that is wise wins souls. The person who uses wisdom, the person who uses understanding, uh, the person who knows how to maneuver can help someone and reach someone who was being stubborn at first. But it takes someone who understands how to do these things to reach someone. So I'm going to do the best that I can. I know you can look at me and say, well, you messed up here. You messed up there. You did this wrong. I know you can say that. But by the grace of God, I want to try to help you. I'm not your enemy. I, I don't gain anything out of being your enemy. I'm on your side here. We're on the same team. But there are certain things that people may feel they have correct, but God says we have it wrong. I'm a victim of this. I'm a victim as well. It takes humility to be able to accept when we're wrong. See, oftentimes, as people, you know, they, they say it's a definition of uh, believe in sanity. To continue to do the same things. Now, this is Webster. Now, this isn't God talking. That's Webster who said that. 
Insanity is doing the same things over and over and over and expecting a different result. And, you know, Webster was on to something when he said that, man, he was on to something. But sadly, as people, we have a hard time, as a preacher, I have a hard time trying to persuade someone of that same very thing that you might feel you have it figured out. But the results are showing me otherwise. And it's so hard, even though the results are there, it's so hard to get people to understand you don't have it figured out. It's so hard to get people to understand that. But if we would humble ourselves, God would exalt us. If we would just humble ourselves and be willing to listen, Jesus said, he that hath an ear, my God, I feel my help coming on. I always hear the preacher say that. He said, he that hath an ear to hear, let, let that person hear. See, not everybody wants to hear it. And as long as we're not willing to listen, we'll continue to stay in the same condition. You know, I hate seeing people suffering from things. I hate seeing people struggling with things. But you know what? When you try to tell people things, Mary, they said, no, I already know. I already got it figured out. I know this. and I know. But yet, the results are telling me otherwise. The results are telling me you don't know what you're doing. But we say, I got it. Lord, help us to be humble and to be willing. It's going to take the spirit of God to humble us. Because Tony's not able. Because Tony has needed humbling himself. And I thank God he's humbled me to be willing to listen. He said, let every man be swift to hear. See, we're not fast to listen to something. We're fast to speak. Lord, I better get into what I really want to get into tonight. Let's go to where we, let's go to where we need to be, Mel. Luke chapter 23, and at verse 42, we'll find the words here. Read for us, Mel. Go ahead. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. We're dealing with the person we call the thief on the cross. He said, Lord, remember me. I want you to remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. You know, when we remember him, one of the main things, uh, if you do something, people talk about first impressions uh, and how it's so difficult for us to um, change the impression that we've made on someone. This man is asking Jesus, to not remember him from the first impression. See, he's in this situation about to be killed because he's a thief, because he's committed crimes, because he committed wrong. He's not asking Jesus to remember him for that. He said, I want you to remember me for something else. When you come into your glory, into your kingdom, when you come into everlasting happiness, everlasting peace, everlasting joy, when you come into all these the goodness of God, I want you to remember me. I don't want you to remember me as a thief, as a murderer, as a crook, as this, as that. I don't want to be remembered for those things. You know, as I thought about this, I'm saying the same thing. Lord, I want you to remember me. When you come into your kingdom, 
I want to be remembered not for the Tony that I used to be, not even for my mistakes that I make now. If, whenever I make a mistake, whether it's now or 20 years from now, Lord, I don't want you to remember me for that. I want you to remember me for every good thing that I did. But you know what, Melvin? So often, people we know, they remember us for all the wrong things. See, that's the we we when we think about someone, what's the first thing that, that pop up in our head when we remember them? We say, "Oh man, I remember they did this. I remember they did." This. It's every wrong thing. It's every foolish thing. It's all the things that made us laugh. We say, "Oh, they're so funny. They did this when they made a fool of themselves." We remember people for all those reasons. But when we come before God, we say, "God, I don't, I don't want you to remember the times." where I made somebody laugh. I don't want you to remember the times I made somebody cry, when I made somebody upset because I talked about them, because I did this, because, Lord, I want you to remember all the good things that I did. So the man said, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. Read that next part for us, man. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. Now, this man was going to die. Run over to the book of 1 Corinthians for me, man. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This man was going to die. But what he has did while he was living, he wanted Jesus to remember. So, The reason I wanted to talk about this tonight is because we're doing a lot of things down here in this life. You know, there are things that it seems like nobody remembers. Uh, There's things that we did trying to help someone else, trying to reach out to people, trying to look out for someone else, trying to better someone else's life. There are times I I can recall... uh, I recall a time getting uh, one of my cousins uh, a Christmas gift. I remember getting it for him. And I remember the first thing uh, that he said, he looked at it, he said, oh, man, I didn't want this. <laughs> Lord, help me. You know what? I was offended because I'm thinking, man, don't you recognize I went out of my way for this? I did something for you that I did not have to do. I didn't owe you anything. You know, there are things that God has did for his people. And we throw it in the trash. We don't care about it. We don't acknowledge it. He said in one place, my people does not even consider. And so here I am, disappointed by this, feeling, you know what? I won't do anything else for you. I thank God he doesn't have that attitude towards us. See, I've said it many times, Mel. I thank God that I'm not God. Because, and people should think, we should all thank God that we are not God because we would treat each other so badly because we already do. But you know what I failed to recognize in that moment? When I gave a gift 
and someone did not receive it, when I tried to help someone, when I tried to bring joy, when I tried to do something good for someone else, you know what I didn't realize? My labor was not in vain. See, that's something we fail to remember. The man told Jesus, Lord, remember me. When you come into your kingdom, Jesus then responded to him. He said, brother, your, your labor. He said, I remember you. Your labor is not in vain. Even though somebody else might look at you as a criminal, even though somebody else might bring up every wrong thing you've ever did, all the things that you were embarrassed to confess and admit that you did those. He said, brother, look, your labor, my God, is not in vain. Even if somebody didn't accept your apology, even if they still held a grudge against you, even if they still looked at you with a sideways face every time because of something you did in the past. He said, your labor is not in vain. He said, I remember you. You will be with me this day in paradise. You know, even if we die, see, we're afraid of death, man. <laughs> we're running to the doctor, taking medicine, taking shots, getting vaccine. Look, we need to do these things now. Don't misunderstand me. But we're doing it because we're afraid of death. The moment we receive a bad report, they said, we say, well, I've got to have surgery. Well, they've got to do this. Well, they've got to do that. Because I don't want to die. We're afraid of death. But you know what? Even in death, he's still going to remember the things that we did. Look, we better make sure we did some good things. Because if we haven't, we better hope he forget about us. <laughs> but as long as we did something good, as long as we did the good that God told us, our labor is not in vain. You know, I want to read here in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Um, let's pick up here. And I don't want to stay here super long. I don't even see the verse I need to get here. But I know it's in this chapter. Oh, verse, uh, verse 18. Let's pick up. Let's start at 16. For if the dead, 15 and 16. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. See, we know we're going to die. But friend, we will live again. Read for us, ma'am. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain. Mm -hmm. Ye are yet in your sins. Mm -hmm. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. Mm-hmm. If in this if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Lord, I thank you that he's going to remember us. See, after people die, look, we forget about people. There are people that we've known, we've even loved, that after people die, after some time, people forget about you. We forget the things you did. We, look, it's, we're humans. 
we forget things every day. Look, we forget what stuff we did yesterday. So I know if it happened 20 years ago, 30 years ago, we begin to lose track of things while we're taking so many pictures and writing things down so we don't forget. But he tells us here, look, even after you die, there's still hope for us. There's still hope that God is going to remember you, that your labor, the things that you did for his name's sake, they're not in vain. I thank God that the thing, you know, sometimes we're, we're working towards different goals. We're working towards things in our life. And it seems as if it's just not helping. Sometimes it feels like we're stuck in the same condition that we've been in for so very long. It feels like everything we're doing is all for nothing. Because we haven't see, uh, seen the, the, the progress that we were hoping for. It's time we're working toward a different goal. And, and we have not seen the progress that we hope to see. But if we can just be reminded that the Lord is going to remember you, your labor is not in vain. You're working towards something great here. This doesn't end when we die. The things that you did towards the name of God, he's going to remember it. I thank God that he's going to remember it. See, sometimes people don't even see the things that we did. Look, I, I know, and I don't know all of it, but I know at least some of it. I know Melvin puts in a lot of work to present uh, the, these studies, how we, we have it set up, uh, the software that we're using, how he, uh, he, he wrote programs and all types of things just to have these Bible studies easily accessible. He's put in a lot of effort for that. And you know what? If, a, if no one ever says thank you, look, if no one ever even uses these things, if no one, if not one person in the world uses it, his labor is still not in vain. See, this is what keeps us going. Look, if not one person in the world watches this Bible study, they say, man, if every person in the world say, man, I don't care about that stuff. Other people don't know what they're talking about. If not one person Everybody can say we're crazy, we lost our mind. If not one person accepts it, our labor is still not in vain. Because God is, God is going to reward us for what we did. That's what he told the man on the cross. He said, you'll be with me in paradise. See, that man on the cross, even though he had committed crimes, he confessed. He repented. He said, man, we deserve this for what we did. This man, Jesus, had did no wrong. And then he turned to Jesus and asked for his help. Our labor is not in vain. Regardless of who doesn't see the hard work we're putting in, regardless of who doesn't even care, doesn't acknowledge, doesn't respect, what things we're doing for the name of the Lord. Our labor is not in vain. Look, there's a payday coming. Everybody wants to get paid. And you know what, Melvin? Sometimes when, uh, if people are supposed to pay you for something, we have a tendency to forget that part. Now, if somebody owes us, 
We don't, we don't tend to forget that too fast. It's human nature now. But you know, Jesus is going to remember us. He's, he's not going to forget to pay us for what we did. I thank him. I thank God that my labor is not in vain, regardless of how tiring things might get sometimes. He told us, don't get weary and well-doing. Sometimes when you're doing the right things, we start looking around and we say, man, well, most people aren't doing right. We're fast to say that. And so we find ourselves wanting to do wrong. But if we can just remember, your labor is not in vain. He, the Lord is going to remember you as long as you can continue doing what he said do. He's going to pay you. He's going to pay something no job in this world can pay us. We can talk about all the benefits and 401ks, 501ks, whatever we want to talk about. Uh, Dental insurance, health insurance, vision. Look, God, God has better insurance, but he's got a better insurance policy. He's got a better tax return. He's got better everything than any job in this world. But do we truly believe that he'll remember us, that our labor is not all for nothing? Sometimes we'll try to witness to someone. We'll try to talk to someone about God. We'll try to lead them to him, to Christ. And we leave the conversation feeling more disappointed, feeling more upset, feeling more discouraged. Because someone did not receive what we said. But you've got to remember, your labor is not in vain. We never know who's going to accept what God says years down the line. I've had people that I've tried talking to. They didn't want to hear the thing I said. But years later, they call and now they're ready. See, your labor is not in vain. Whatever you do. Whether people acknowledge it, whether they accept it, whether they even understand it, they don't even have to know, but God knows. He's watching. He sees what we're doing. My mind fell to the prodigal son. Uh, now, not, I don't want to deal with him specifically. Right on to the book of Luke 15, if you will, maybe Luke chapter 15. Now, I want to deal with the, the oldest son in verse uh, 25, Luke chapter 15 and verse 25. Now, the prodigal son, uh, the, word, the reason we call it prodigal, we call him prodigal, uh, is because it's a reference to someone who spends all of their money or resources uh, in a manner of which where we would say in our terms, Oh, they blew their money. You know, they wasted it. They, they just threw it all away. Um, the Bible talks about how he was, uh, he spent all that he had on riotous living. He wasn't living right. Gambling all his money away, throwing it all away on things that uh, the Bible talks about harlots and prostitutes. He, he uses money on things that God told him not to do in the first place. But I really want to deal with his oldest son just for a moment because I do want to run somewhere else to show you our labor is not in vain. God is going to remember you if you just continue doing 
what you're supposed to be doing. Pick it up in verse 25 for us, man. Now his elder son was in the field. Mm -hmm. And as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing. Now somebody, well, I better leave that alone. Read for us, man. And he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father hath killed the fatted calf, because he mm -hmm. hath received him safe and sound. Mm -hmm. And he was angry. What? Read that again for us, Mel. And he was angry. He was angry, uh-huh. And would not go in. Therefore came his father out and entreated him. He and was angry and didn't even want to go in. He was angry and did not want to go in because his long lost brother has returned home. I don't know how many years. I don't know how many months, how many years his brother has been gone. But he's been gone a while. And now he finds out his brother's coming. He's angry. He's upset. He does not even want to go in. Look, how many times? Lord, help us. We in the church get angry with God. Get angry about something that has taken place at the church. Let me put it that way, because I know more people will uh, see it this way. We get angry about something that has taken place at the church. We say, man, I don't want to go back there. I'm done with that. No, they made me upset. They did me wrong. See, the devil tricks us into thinking all we did was all for nothing. See, this brother. He has stayed with his father for all this time, serving him, being obedient to him. Now, clearly, he still has some problems, as we all do, but he has been obedient to his father by staying with him, continuing on with him. But you know what? He wants some recognition for what he has did. See, is this not us? When we've labored and worked hard on certain things in the church, we're looking for somebody to recognize us. We're looking for people to compliment us. We're looking for somebody to say, oh, Mel, you sure did a good job on that background. Oh, wow. And if nobody says this stuff, we say, man, I'm, I'm thinking about quitting. And I, I think I'm about to be done with this because nobody cares about what I'm doing. Nobody cares about what I'm bringing to the table. That's how the man's feeling. This is how this man is feeling. He finds himself angry because there's music, because they're going to cook, because they're going to eat for his brother. And he's looking at his brother and said, man, this joke ain't did nothing. <laughs> he's been gone all this time. What has he done? What has he, what has he did? And I did way more. See, we start to compare ourselves with the next person in the church and say, what have they did that I haven't? I did so much more. That's a good thing. If you have really did more, that's good. Just remember your labor. It's not in vain. It's not up to people to pay us. It's up to God. It's up to him to pay us. Read for us, man. And he answering said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee. Neither transgressed I at any time thy commandment. Mm -hmm. And yet 
thou never gavest me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. Hallelujah. He said, man, I've been here for years. Where's that boy been? Where's my brother been? My low down, dirty, good for nothing brother. Where has he been? And I've been here for years. What I'm supposed to do and nobody's acknowledging me. Nobody's pointing out what I'm doing. You know, even recently, (laughs) being in a service, I heard someone talk about how good this one Sunday school teacher taught their uh, their, their service, how they taught the adults. And then the person who taught the youth, they said, oh, well, we had a good Sunday school also. You know, and they said it in a way (laughs) that says, hold on, look at what I did also. See, then begins to creep up in us all the time and we feel our labor. We have not gotten the reward that we truly desire, that that we're supposed to get. See, sometimes we look at what other people are receiving in life and we say, man, I'm not happy with where I am. I figured I would be so much further up the road than where I am right now. See, so-and-so over there, the person across the street, the person down the road, my friend over here, he just told me he got this. He all these things that I've been wanting. And here I am serving God all these years, all these months, all these hours. And here I am paying my tithes and I'm, I'm, I'm going to church and I'm, I'm being in Bible studies and I'm reading and I'm praying and I'm, I'm trying to help people. And here I am. Lord, I'm still struggling with different things. I'm still having problems. What's, what's wrong here? Your labor is not in vain. It's not in vain. He's going to remember you. But he's just trying to bring something out of you. That's what he was doing for this person here. Uh-oh. That's what he's doing for the, pro- uh, the older son here. Letting him know his labor. It's not in vain. He knows. He knows what we've been enduring. You know, there's a parable Jesus talks about. Um, all these people who uh, he invited into the vineyard to work. And there were people who went in. I don't even remember the exact hour, but I'm going to say it was about the third hour. They went in to work. And then some people came in some hours later. And then some others came in some hours later. And you know, the people who were there the longest uh, since the job opened up, since he first offered the job to them, those people felt that they should not receive the same reward that the other people, the people who just got in on this. But this is what the agreement was. He said, hold on, your labor. He's trying to tell them, your labor is not in vain. You're you're going to receive eternal life. You're going to receive all the blessings, all the goodness of God, everything that God has to offer. It all belongs to you. Why would you be upset? When your labor was not in vain, he knows we've been working at this thing for so long, trying to get better at things. He knows. And sometimes it's just not happening fast enough. Read what, what the father said to a mill uh, in verse. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll drop to verse 31 because the son began to. Uh, the oldest son began to call out all the wrong things that his youngest son did. He said, man, he went and wasted all his money. He's with harlots and prostitutes. And man, he doesn't deserve these things. 
because he wasn't even here. Look at the father's response, man. And he said said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. He said, all that I have. See, just by us being called, my God, Lord help us, just by us being called the sons and daughters of God, that should mean everything to us. See, the prodigal son, as he was headed, as he made his mind up to go home, he said, man, I'm going to tell my father, Lord, I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. He said, if I can just be a servant, if I can just be your hired servant, that's good enough for me. But here, the father is talking to the oldest son. He said, look, son, thou art ever with everything I have belongs to you. No, we not recognize. We've been laboring. We've been working. There's so many things, and sometimes it seems like things just aren't coming together. It seems like when we take one step forward, we're going backwards too. It seems like people just won't respect what we're doing. People talking about whatever little thing. My Lord help us. I've seen people will try to do something for God, and people talk bad about that. They said, man, all oh, they should have did it this way. All that stuff don't even look good. All oh, they should have did it that Whatever we try to do, it seems like someone will tear it down. Whatever we try to do. But you know what? Jesus is going to remember us. Our labor is not in vain. All the hard work that we have put in, look, there's still hope. It's not in vain. It's not all for nothing. Regardless who doesn't acknowledge it, regardless who does not like it, he's still calling us his son and his daughter. He said, thou art ever with me. Isn't that what Jesus said? He said he was preparing a place so that where he is, we might be also. And he said, all that I have, it all belongs to you. See, he's ready to turn everything over to us. We've just got to continue holding on. See, it's so sad. There are times in life where people are just about to be blessed. They're just about to get this break that they've been waiting for. And you know what? They give up right before it happens. Just before it happens. They don't even know was waiting for them on the other side. But we'll give up too soon because we feel everything we we did doesn't amount to anything. But your labor is not in vain. He's going to remember. I want to go and get... uh, I'm probably better stop, but we're we're going to go and get uh, one other thing, I believe. Uh, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 6, in verse 10, my time is just about out here. Let's start at verse 9. Hebrews, chapter 6, and at verse 9. But, beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. There are better things for us 
if we can just hold on. There are better things. We've had some dark days. We've had some trying times. We've had some disappointments. We've had tears. We've had all the, uh, we've had heartache. We've had all the terrible things in life. But there are better things for us. If we can remember that the Lord is going to remember us. He hadn't forgot about us. Our labor is not in vain. Read for it, man. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. Read that one more time for us, Mel. For God is not unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love, mm-hmm. which ye have showed toward his name, and that ye have ministered to the saints and do minister. Look, whatever you do for the people of God, it's not in vain. Even if they get upset about it, even if they don't like it, even if they criticize you, whatever the case may be, it's not in vain. Because God is going to reward us. He told us he's coming quickly and his reward is with him to pay every man according as his work shall be. Look, I'm, I'm holding on for my reward. There are times where it's a struggle. It's a battle. It's, it gets tough because we all get tired. There are times we get tired of doing things because we look around and we see, man, nobody else is trying. Nobody cares. That's what we feel. But that's not the truth because God cares. It says he is not unrighteous to forget all the things that we did, our work, our labor. He's not unrighteous. He's going to remember. And you know what? He's going to repay you for it. So I just wanted to look at these things tonight because I know as people of God, I see it happen so often. We get frustrated. We get tired. We get upset because of some things that other church people, other people who are supposed to be saved, we get upset with some of the things they say, some of the things they do. And we feel like, you know what, I'm going to quit. I'm just done. I'm not even going to try any longer. But just before we do that, we need to come to ourselves as the prodigal son. And remember, God's not going to forget all the things that we did. He sees the work that we're putting in. He sees when other people might be asleep, we're awake. When when other people might be having fun doing this and doing that, we're doing something for his name's sake. Even us being in these Bible studies, we've been in here for almost an hour. Look, he sees. He sees the time that we're putting in. There is a reward. The Bible tells us he's a rewarder to those that diligently seek him. There's a reward in this thing. This is not all for nothing. Regardless what somebody says, regardless of what somebody says, if they can show you, well, I've got this and you don't have it, that's good for you. But my labor is still not in vain. So I just want to remind us of this uh, to, to give us the hope that we need. Because I know is a natural thing. We all want to quit sometimes. We all get tired of certain things. 
No, I'm not necessarily talking about quitting being saved, just quitting doing things that we know is right to do. That's the reason he had to tell us, be not weary in well-doing. Remember that the Lord is going to remember you. The words that the thief told Jesus, he said, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And so if he, we know the book tells us he's not a respecter of person. So if he'll remember that man, oh, he'll remember you. But we've got to continue doing the word of God. So God bless you guys at this time. I will turn it back into the hands of Melvin. Thank you. Thank you, Minister. Good message, as always. Uh, we do have a few more comments. Um, Sister Rosie says, praise the Lord. Um, Jesse says, praise the Lord. So praise the Lord to you two. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. And we have some other comments. Um, Devante says, thanks, Melvin. Casey says, thank you, my brother. I promise you, your labor won't be in vain. Keep doing what you're doing. Um, Amy says, I thank both of y'all for this time y'all give to bring this spiritual food every week. A second thanks to Melvin because I go back and listen anytime I need slash want to eat well, LOL. Um, so we appreciate all of you guys for tuning in because um, this is why we put in the work that we put in for the people of God for to make these Bible studies easily accessible to all that are willing to listen because Lord knows that I don't do it for a thank you, even though I'm appreciative that you guys are appreciative. I definitely am. Uh, that is definitely not the reason why, because um, Tony knows um, I'm not a guy for the spotlight. I do not like the spotlight. I'm perfectly fine with working in the background and um, being behind the scenes to bring it out. And even though I don't like the spotlight, as I've said before, I don't mind shifting it to someone else. For, for those of you who may not know, it is Tony's birthday tomorrow. Um, so <laughs> definitely wish him a happy birthday on tomorrow. Uh, we're getting on up there. <clears throat> so again, it's his birthday tomorrow. But um, a thanks goes out to him as well, because he is the one that brings out the word. I remember a couple of years ago, he did a Zoom Bible study on his birthday titled Birth Date. And he said, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with doing fun things on your birthday. But when it comes to the work of God, you know, that comes first. So we are definitely appreciative of that. And speaking on preaching and bringing the word, uh, he said something at the beginning of the live stream about uh, one of his pastors saying preaching is the hardest job. And even though I'm I'm not one, I definitely can believe that because it's their job to bring the word and the majority of people are going to fight against it because they don't understand what's going on. You know, um, in one place, I believe it's in Jeremiah, he said, um, the guy said he's give, given us preachers out of his own heart, the people that he thought of to feed us with knowledge and understanding. But yet when we get it, we reject it. Hosea chapter four and verse six, I believe, says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge because we reject it. Another place I'm reminded of, it says there is no knowledge in the land. You know, we're getting into this advanced age in technology where we're learning so many different things about everything, basically. But the word of God, we know so much about space, about the ocean, about time travel, you know, just insert anything that we want to learn so much about. Yet the Bible says there is no knowledge in the land because if we don't have the knowledge of God, then all other knowledge is in vain. 
um, I said the story before, I remember helping out someone with a sick lamb or a goat, I believe it was. And we had to try to get the animal on one of those little small inflatable pools in order to take it to the shed and try to see what was wrong with it. But all it was doing was fighting against us, kicking, because it did not understand what's going on. And that's exactly how it is with a preacher. He's only trying to help you avoid eternal damnation. <laughs> but yet we say, oh, stop judging me. We all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Um, like Tony said, he had heard somebody say, if we don't sin, Jesus died for nothing. We say all of these things. And it's a, it's a sad day. It's a sad time. <laughs> Jesse says happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I, I want to say something real quick. You know, I, my my mind fell on um, just, just people going through so many hard times. You know, there there are homeless people wanting to give up. You know, there are single mothers, single fathers also. You know, dealing with raising children to the best of their ability. You know, struggling, having hard times. You know, there are people living check to check. You know, wondering how they're going to pay bills. People are having a hard time uh, and in so many different situations, people struggling with suicidal thoughts, people struggling with uh, homosexual thoughts, all types of thoughts um, that are contrary to God. And, and yet, you know, I just want to encourage you, your labor is not in vain. You know, continue pressing on. heard that message preached a couple, I think it was a couple weeks ago now. Uh, I forget. I've heard so many messages. I don't know when I hear these things, but thank God I at least remember. He just talked about pressing, you know, being in the press, uh, continuing to press our way on also. Um, so I just want to encourage people, regardless of how, what circumstance you find yourself, you know, um, dealing people, people struggling at their jobs, uh, you know, even children, um, young, young teenagers uh, being in schools, being bullied, you know, people are going through things, but your labor is not in vain. But God's going to deliver you. It might take some time. It might take longer than uh, what we want at times. But he always intervenes and he always um, steps in and makes a way for us to escape. So your labor is not in vain. Continue doing the works of God. Continue doing the things that God has called you to do, uh, regardless of who doesn't say anything or give you a high five or, you know, uh, they don't say happy birthday to you, you know, look, you're still important. You know, if nobody even knew it was your birthday, if people forgot, look, God still cares about you. He still loves you. Um, your labor is not in vain. So God bless you again. Back in hands, man. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no problem. No problem. Um, David also says happy, bro happy birthday, my brother. Hope you have a great day in the Lord. And um, also, I was going to um, touch on that um, with struggling as well. Um, Tony must have known. But um, God cares no matter what we're going through in our lives. Um, he does make a way to escape. I'm reminded of one place. I think it was Paul that said it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he says, for we have not and hops cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities and not to get all grammatical, but he used a double negative there. So he's actually saying we have a high priest that can be touched. He can, 
One place it said he was moved with compassion. God cares. You know, a lot of times we feel like no no one else cares. Our work is is going unnoticed. But even if nobody noticed, God still noticed. You know, um, I'm reminded of a quote. It says, character, how you define your character is what you do when no one is watching. Because when no one else is watching, God is still watching. So that's all I had to add. And um, I think uh, Jesse said this is a beautiful message. So thank you. Thank all of y'all for tuning in. And I'm glad that you enjoyed it. And for whoever else listens, uh, whether you listen later on the live stream or it's on the podcast, we do appreciate it because this is why we do this, to bring the word of God out to you guys. And um, that is all of our comments. So we got David, and I apologize if I'm saying your name wrong, Shasta. Um, she said amen after the prayer. Uh, Sister Rosie, we have Devante, Casey, Amy, and Jesse. Thank you guys so much for the interaction and the comments. So as my weekly reminder to you guys, we do have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. The link is always the same. We would love to see you guys there. It is a good message each and every week. And I do want to add, I am working on a new website, which is going to be a lot better than our old one. Um, it'll, all of our messages are going to be there all in one place. Uh, you'll be able to look at the different topics, the different scriptures, the related scriptures. And I'm more than happy to, um, I'm thrilled about bringing it out to you guys. So be on the lookout for that. So check again if we don't have any more comments. We don't. So as I always like to say, rejoice in the Lord always because today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. Counted all joy, counted all joy, and again, counted all joy. There is reason to be joyful in the midst of every single storm. So if the Lord blesses and says the same, we'll see you guys next Thursday evening with yet another message coming straight from the Word of God. So until then, you guys have a happy, safe, and blessed weekend. And once again, thank each and every single one of you for tuning in and listening. God bless you guys. Thank you for listening to our weekly Bible study podcast. We hope you enjoyed this evening's message. My name is Melvin Corners, here along with Minister Tony Banks. You can catch these Bible studies live on Facebook every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time at facebook.com slash jmsbible. We have Zoom Bible studies every Monday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Also, check out our website at jmsbible.com. There, you can listen to all of our in-person, Zoom, and live stream messages along with every scripture we've ever covered. Lastly, we have been getting a lot of questions about how people can donate. We have finally opened up a cash app if you find it in your heart to leave a donation because running these Bible studies takes money, which Tony and I have been paying since we first started. That name is dollar sign Joystorm12. We appreciate each and every single donation, no matter how small. And remember to rejoice in the Lord always. Thank you.